1: We're going to start with uh, a little baseball. You baby should have played center field. I sent you a video this weekend.
2: Yeah, I know. Yeah, thanks for that. Thanks a lot. You know,
1: I had to work. Some of us have to work every day of the week. And I uh, was at a park, and they were doing uh, center field.
2: My favorite song.
1: And I said, all right, well, I'm going to do a little video of this. Sent it to my guy, B-Baby Ben Byram. I was not thrilled about that. What you got against it, Ben? There's, name me a better baseball song. There isn't any other baseball songs. That's the problem. Cheap seats, Alabama. No, I think not. That's about minor <laughs> league baseball. That's that'd be like number two, but I think it's a distant two. Never heard of it. Well, there you go. Springsteen, Glory Days. He, oh, just, he just
2: references it. Springsteen, really? I don't Come on, I know you don't like Springsteen. I, well,
1: no, I'm not a middle-aged sports writer who wears Hawaiian shirts. So, no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Uh, welcome in. Uh, Pirate baseball with a uh, really... Uh, Lengthy win yesterday.
2: Uh, don't you don't five hour broadcast?
1: It. You were on the broadcast, weren't you? Doing the scores? Sure was. Yeah, sure was. yeah. I bet. I bet a. Uh, here's what I'm gonna bet: a game you mentioned in the third was over before this this thing was over. yet.
2: there was there was a couple conference games that were already over They're and they started over? later than we did. So Is that right? Yeah. 12-10,
1: and I think the team got
2: in at quarter till two. But that pales in
1: comparison to what the ECU opponent. Old Dominion has had to deal with. ODU played down at Florida International this weekend, three games set in Conference USA. I don't know if you're aware of this, Ben, but they canceled about every flight out of Florida. Oh, was this a COVID thing or something? No, I think it was just. I think it. Well, maybe I don't know. I, I think it was uh, supply chain and workforce and. Space Force a, boy- and a boycott or something. I have no idea. I just know that a lot of flights out of Florida weren't making it out of there. Too in, in or out of. Flights were canceled. I think the crush of spring breakers may have had something to do
2: with it. Uh, ah, okay, okay. That makes sense.
1: I have no idea though. But uh the, the kid for Duke, RJ uh the Ford. Anyway, his dad is an assistant in the NBA. Uh Barrett? Is he in no, the NBA? No, 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 no. His dad's an assistant in the NBA. Oh, okay. And I guess they were, he was going from Orlando to um, New Orleans to watch him play in the Final Four. And he ended up driving over. It's about a nine, 10 hour drive from uh, Orlando to New Orleans because the planes got canceled. Well, here's what I'm coming back to RJ Hunter. RJ Hunter. There you go. But anyway, Old Dominion. Um,. Played down at Florida International, which is in South Florida. Well, they were taking a commercial flight back to Norfolk. Did not make the flight because the flight got canceled. So this afternoon when I was talking, when, when Scooter finally got up at the crack of noon and called me back. He's about
2: my age. This is how we do it.
1: Get up early, boys. You get a fresh start on the day. <laughs> I mean, I
2: do during the week, but not, not on the week. Dom,
1: what time do you get uh, – intern Dom is in the house today. By the way, Ben Byron produced the show. Hey, Ben. Hey, man. All right. Uh, there we go. It took a minute. Dom. Intern Dom, welcome. How are you? Watch that microphone, Ben. Yeah.
2: Fall off on me. Hello. You,
1: how are you doing?
2: How am I doing? I'm doing yeah. great today. Okay. How are you doing? Are
1: you enjoying this? All right, we lost it. Nope. What, say yeah. it again. Say it again, Dom. How are you? Everything good? How are you? <laughs> I couldn't really hear you. That's all right. Yeah. He's fine. He's fine. I think intern Dom was a little amazed he was on live radio just there. I
2: was. But no, I messed him up because uh, he needs a pair of headphones. So, ah, yeah. intern
1: Dom, uh, get yourself a pair of headphones. That's, yeah. that's your next uh, assignment there, yeah. intern Dom. Get you a pair of headphones. Uh, intern Dom, by the way. I don't mean this in a bad way. Looks like a young Howard Stern from Private Parts. I don't think that's an insult. No, I don't. I mean, Stern is a
2: good looking guy, as you I wouldn't years. go that far, but I would say
1: that uh, <laughs> that's a good look you could cultivate, Don. <laughs> that, that needs to be your next Halloween. You can be Stern for Halloween next year. Yeah,
2: I think. The ladies love Stern in his younger years. They did
1: love Stern in his younger years. he kind of looks like a pelican, but. He, he does. He does. The Reddit on Howard Stern's is actually uh, more entertaining than the Stern show. Geeky Pelican. The Reddit on his show is more interesting than the show right now. So uh, Old Dominion could not catch a flight, so they were in the midst of driving back still today. Like around Yikes. 2 in the afternoon when I when Scooter finally called me back when I called him this morning to ask him something. <laughs> and, uh, he was busy. He was busy. Busy sleeping, yeah. But um, that's why they moved the game to tomorrow night. Uh, from tomorrow night to Wednesday night. So in case you've missed that, ECU is going to play Old Dominion Wednesday night at 630
2: rather than Tuesday night at 630. Well, I think uh, Northwestern had a deal this earlier this year where they couldn't play a game because they couldn't hire a bus driver. So yeah, the I game can got yeah, yeah, I can yeah, see I mean, that. Yeah, I see that.
1: I think, I think, uh, I'm trying to think of the other one. It was, co- it was uh, College of Charleston had the same thing yep. happen. Okay, okay, yeah. They ha- they were gonna have a flight back and they ended up taking the bus. It was like a fifteen hour bus trip.
2: Yikes, yikes!
1: But I mean, that's kind of how they do some of that anyway.
2: But um, baseball ain't quite there yet when it comes to funding at some places, you know.
1: Well, it's just it's a tough. Well, it's a tough deal. I mean, it, that's it's just yep. not,
2: you know. And even the ECU program, which
1: is really well funded, I mean, it's it's you know, coming off the COVID year, it's a tough deal. Yep, Pirates were able to maintain their flight. It was commercial, but I mean. I had a game this week at Boston College, or a series this week at Boston College was involved, and they were they commercialed in Thursday and and flew back up uh, out of Raleigh on uh, Sunday. They didn't leave Sunday night till nine, but I mean it's just the yeah, way it is. Yeah, uh, to fly commercial because you really can't you can't charter it, everything. It's just that's the ACC who has a ton of money, a ton of money. Yeah,
2: baseball ain't quite there yet. It's getting there, but not quite.
1: Right. Well. There you go. So coming up, uh, we'll hear more from Coach uh, Godwin today. Didn't really get a post-game uh, thought or two from him on the radio because Scooter was flying solo this weekend. So uh, we'll, we'll get Coach Godwin in a little bit. You can always download the podcast inside the ECU Clubhouse with Coach Cliff Godwin. It is uh, presented by both uh, Healthwise Pharmacy and the Gavigan Agency, and so you can always check that out uh, there. Joe Gillio. a little earlier we spoke to him, 99.9 The Fan, so that's coming up a little bit later on in the show. We'll talk uh, tonight's national championship.
2: Oh, we're already going to break? I, I thought that's where we were going. No, there. no, yeah.
1: no, I was just setting the table for today, Ooh, okay, 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 okay. I haven't talked about the Final Four yet.
2: That Kansas-Villanova game, man, did Kansas <laughs> play well in that. Well, it's it's kind of like it went just about as... How, how everybody predicted it. I well, mean, they didn't have – Villanova didn't have their best player.
1: I don't think had more played, it would have made a difference. I think Kansas – Honestly, yeah. Did a great job to limit Villanova on offense. Kansas's defense was fabulous. And I think they did a fabulous job. They shot the ball well. Yep. They won't shoot it like that tonight. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> but I think they defensively did a fabulous job. And they got yeah. three great players. One of the They're the, one of the more well-rounded teams in the Final I Four. I think so. And they got a little bit of depth. I right, Look, as far as Duke UNC, Tar, Heels, Gar- Tar Heel guards play better than the Duke guards. There's just no two ways about that. Particularly Love played a lot better. Yeah. And he was the difference. Duke did not do two things in that game they needed to do hit threes, which they didn't need to hit a ton of them, but they needed to hit some threes, and obviously hit free throws, but then they didn't defensive rebound. And those were the two Nailed things it. that uh, were questions about Duke coming in to the season, not, not to the game, to the season. Yep. Duke had done a fairly decent job of those things in the tournament, but North Carolina, had t- they just didn't, didn't do that against North Carolina. North Carolina hit threes, particularly in the second half, and uh, I thought, and I thought Duke didn't play the best defensive game. They had played really well in the tournament up to that point on defense, and when they got set, but when Carolina got them kind of off balance or were, were able to get get them where their rotations were not right on defense, they were able to take advantage of that. And that's all guard play. Uh, the other thing I thought was very. Uh, The the, the key moment to the game, you know what I think the key moment to the game was? It wasn't the three that Davis hit late. It wasn't the missed free throws. It wasn't any of the controversial calls. It was right at the beginning of the second half. Duke punched it out to seven. And Carolina comes down and they miss a shot. Yep. And if Duke gets the rebound, all right, so you've got a little momentum now. And you can punch this thing out to nine or ten potentially. You can start to work your offense inside through the second half a little more and do that instead duke doesn't grab the ball it comes out unc hits a three cuts at the four duke goes down i can't remember if they missed a shot or they turned it over but it seemed like either way it was a quick transaction yep. on the other end Yep. north carolina comes out hit another three it's a one point game that was right there at the beginning of the second half and i think that was the big swing that okay this is going to be the back and forth it's a hell of a game yep fabulous game yeah i mean it's an all-timer and i do think this uh I just have a bad, gnawing feeling that the holes are going to win it. But then I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about it now. Kansas is really good. And I don't think Kansas is going to shoot it as well as they did the other night. Yeah. But Kansas is just – they're well-rounded. They've got three guys that are really legit players. Yeah. Their best player was not going to have bad six, five or six bad games in a row, and he did not the other night. I, I really think Kansas is deep. But it's gonna be close.
2: Well, UNC's best players are kind of banged up. Brady Mannix a game time decision and Baycott's dealing with an ankle injury, so that's definitely gonna be a huge factor. Oh he's playing this game time decision. Oh, yeah, he's, gonna, well, he's I mean, gonna come on. He's gonna play but the, the point is they're a little banged up. They're not they're no, not ba- doing too look, well.
1: Baycott's uh, a gutsy guy. Yeah. I mean, because that was a bad that's a bad injury. Yeah. And so I'm glad that uh, glad that he returned to the game. Uh shocked that he fouled out, but uh, I thought that I'm not uh, yeah, kind of am. And I, I just thought, um, again, just, I mean, love, fabulous. You, you can't say any more about that. Let's go. Now, come on. Duke. That's what I was saying. No. Let's go. Duke.
0: Come on. I
1: wasn't doing that. I was just saying uh, <laughs> that might be the last time we hear that. No, probably will be. So here's what the other thing I'm. I'm. I'm you bring up, Kay, and everybody loves to try to throw a little dirt on the guy that, uh, but, Yeah, that's not right. If we're considering the whole career, come on. I mean, it's pretty darn good. Yeah, he's on the Mount Rushmore for sure. Oh, easily. And so, you know, I get the gloating. I get the the rivalry part of it. I get the idea that, hey, we ended the guy's career. But somebody was going to lose that game on Saturday, and it truly could have gone either way. Uh, Duke makes a few more shots, makes some free throws. It's probably Duke playing Kansas tonight.
2: I think if you're a fan of either team, I think you can le- live with your team losing to the uh, the opponent. I mean, I think that's a well, fitting way to lose. I don't
1: think you can live with losing, but I think you, you – it
2: wasn't like – You can accept it I, is what I'm kind of getting yeah, at.
1: Yeah, neither – so the first time Duke obviously beat the dog out of UNC and Chapel Hill. Could have been worse than it was. Yeah, absolutely. 20 points was not the spread in that game. UNC that was a 30- or 35-point game, but Duke kind of called the dogs off. The game was back and forth at Cameron to the last six minutes, and then UNC kind of yep. punched it out at that point and dominated the final key stretch of the game. It was this, unacceptable. This was this was just back and forth. I mean, this was really could have gone either. The only thing that would have made this more, uh, you know, true, anybody could have won, had it been decided on a buzzer beater.
2: Yeah, scores a little bit yeah. closer, yeah.
1: I mean, had it been a two-point game and, and somebody missed a three. I mean, that's really what would have or or hit a three and one by one that would have been it's kind of
2: gearing up for it. I was like, no way, like I I'm, I, I, I'm kind of expecting yeah. it now, and then it didn't happen. If, if
1: he hadn't hit, the, it would have been interesting. It would have been interesting, but I I do think this I uh, I think really really good Duke team, not a great vintage Duke team, uh, and I'm anxious to see how Shire changes things up. Obviously, it was wrong about Hubert Davis, but I'll tell you what, I wasn't the only one.
2: Yeah, no, I not agree like, with like it's That's...
1: not like I was on the Inside Carolina podcast calling for his job. <laughs> Right, I don't know the reference there, but uh, no, inside Carolina. <laughs> okay, on their podcast, is that like their official? That's the Carolina. Well, that's one North of the. Podcast? That's one
2: of the message boards. They're just the message, big ones. Yeah, okay. They're, okay. They're one of the big message boards,
1: and they were calling for the dude's job um, in that podcast.
2: Now he's possibly got a chance to win a national championship in his first year as head coach. <sighs> I hope not.
1: And if you look, if you're a Tar Heel fan and you're rooting for him, fine. Yeah. But this nonsense. I've I've had people, very smart people, say to me today, well. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to root for them because they're in state or they're in the <laughs> ACC. No. You don't root for them. You don't root for them. They wouldn't be rooting for your team. So don't root for him tonight. If you're, unless you're a Tar Heel fan, fine, root for him. But if you're a state fan or a Duke fan or an ECU fan or a Wake fan or a Kentucky fan and you're rooting for this,
2: especially state. this
1: crowd tonight, I talked to a state fan today. And told me he was rooting for him. They're I,
2: always the ugly redheaded stepchild when it comes to the Duke UNC rivalry. Everybody for state. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't
1: root for. They're not. They're not going to root for you. Don't root for exactly. them.
2: Absolutely. It's so ridiculous.
1: It's just what what. A, that's something. Don't uh, even get. <laughs> you just don't do it.
2: Don't do it. Don't do it. Child I'm for please. a good game. That's kind of how it was in the final four. That's how I'm going I'm tonight. not even
1: rooting for a good game. I'm rooting for a Kansas 25-point <laughs> win is what I am rooting for. Rock chalk, baby. All right, uh, we're going to come back. Uh, we got the spring game coming up on uh, Saturday. I'm excited.
2: Yeah, it's going to be fun. There
1: we go. A little baseball going to break there, Ben.
2: You mentioned it. I had to play it. Yeah. I had to redeem it.
1: Uh, we'll hear from uh, Mike Houston and Holt Nailers. Oh, kill the music. Kill the music. We have a couple cuts here I wanted to get to real quick. This is Caleb Love. We spoke of him. My bad, Ben. Why don't you tell me we had this? I see this. Sorry, noise. I'm a bad producer. Well, Caleb Love on the uh, big matchup tonight.
3: North Carolina basketball fell fall off, and so um, it just motivated us to prove everybody wrong. And so now that we're here, it's just uh, amazing.
1: Again, I don't think the fact that Carolina basketball fell off. No, not really. You just lost some games. This wasn't...
2: You had a bad pit loss this, there. Yeah,
1: I mean, well, they did. They had some bad losses. But they had fallen. They have talent. They talent. This isn't St. Peter's in the championship game. Yeah. Uh, Coach K, after the game.
4: I wanted my seasons to end where my team was either crying tears of joy or tears of sorrow because then you knew that they gave everything. And I had a locker room
2: filled with guys who were crying.
1: I thought K handled the whole thing really well. Absolutely. Um, The handshake thing, everybody wants to make a big deal of that. Let's be honest. If we're being honest, and I'm I'm everything but – I'm a lot of things, but I'm honest. Heels went out, ran onto the floor, and celebrated like they'd won the whole darn thing. You guys aren't going to stick around and wait for him.
2: No. I think Wendell Moore was the only one that did. But,
1: I mean, if you got beat, and they're dogpiling in the middle of the floor, all right. If it's Isaiah Thomas, it's a different story. We're leaving. <laughs> we're, and, you know, I thought it was fine that Kay stuck around. He should have. But, I mean, had the other shoe been on the other foot, I wouldn't have expected the UNC guys to stick around. Yeah, no. Go to lock. You got beat. Go to locker
2: room. They're just trying to make drama out of a game that didn't need it. That game didn't need any drama. Right. It's the fans, and they're annoying.
1: All right. We'll uh, break. There we go. Third time's the charm, baby. Uh, We'll come back with our pirate report next. Uh, Got a couple tickets to ECU-ODU. Got a pair. Scheduled for tomorrow night. It's been moved to Wednesday at 630. So if you can go Wednesday night at 630, we will uh, give you a pair of tickets. Dom, if nobody calls, you're bad luck. Uh 252-561 two, five, two, five, game. 252-561-4263. Two, five, two, five, a pair of tickets will be yours to the game Wednesday against ODU. It's been moved to Wednesday at 6 30. If you're caller 5 right now. Got
0: a, beat up glove, a homemade bat and a brand new pair. The pitch. More of the Patrick Johnson show is coming up. Black ball is gone your flagship home
5: of pirate baseball
0: 94.3 the game
5: warren's hot dog pizza homemade lemonade <laughs>
6: Hey, Pirate Nation, Warren's now has two locations in Greenville across from Ron Ayers Motorsports and the new Chacoanity location next to the fire department. Stop in today for hot dogs, pizza, subs, apple and peach turnovers, homemade lemonade and breakfast in Chacoanity featuring homemade cheese, ham and chicken biscuits, plus sausage dogs and more. Warren's Hot Dogs. Want some? Get some. Go Pirates! Need $1,000 to
5: $10,000 immediately for a gift for someone special, car repairs, or unexpected expenses? Time Financing Service offers competitive loan rates. Apply online and get your answer in less than an hour in most cases. Then you can pick up the cash at any of our 24 convenient locations. Apply online 24-7 at timefinancing.com. That's timefinancing.com. Time Service. All loans subject to current
1: credit policy of time financing service. One-hour loan approval and same-day cash. In most circumstances, exceptions may apply.
5: An important message from Byram Healthcare. If you live with diabetes, you know how challenging and painful it can be to manage your blood sugar. With private insurance, Medicare, or Medicaid, that can all change. If you test your blood sugar four or more times a day and inject insulin three or more times a day, you may qualify to receive at little or no cost, less copays and deductibles, a continuous glucose monitor providing blood sugar readings with no uncomfortable finger sticks. It alerts you in real time to potential spikes with your blood sugar levels. Byram Healthcare is a leading US provider of continuous glucose monitors. We carry most major brands and will work with your insurance to get your benefits approved. So if you have diabetes, call a US-based Byram Healthcare specialist now and see if you qualify. 800-914-2037. 800-914-2037. 800-914-2037. That's 800-914-2037.
6: If you want the best steak in eastern North Carolina, then remember this name. The Seahorse Steakhouse, 2301A Stantonsburg Road in Greenville. They serve USDA prime ribeyes aged 50 days, cooked to perfection by Crystal, the Seahorse Grillmaster, guaranteed to be tender and juicy. The Saturday Night Prime Rib is an experience you'll never forget. It's the most flavorful, tender piece of beef you'll ever eat. Delicious is an understatement. You're sure to leave full and satisfied. But if you have room to spare, a generous slice of one of their homemade cakes will take care of that. So the next time you want a really good steak in a relaxed family atmosphere, remember the home of daddy's steaks and mama's cakes. The Seahorse Steakhouse, Stantonsburg Road, Greenville.
0: Pirate football lives on game days right here. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game.
1: Concert on the Common. Whoa. Concert on the Common. Take two on that one. Greenville Toyota Amphitheater at the Town Common. And our first Concert on the Common show is coming up on Thursday, the 28th of April. With Jim Quick and the Coastline Band. Thanks to the city of Greenville, the Junior League, who will be serving all the adult beverages again this year. Concert on the Common at the Greenville Toyota Amphitheater is brought to you by the Ritchie Law Firm, SCA Collections, Greenville Utilities, Victra, Vitan Health, The Air Doctor, Town Bank, Pitt Greenville Airport, Carolina Eagle Distributing, Sawyer's Fun Park, State Farm Insurance, Greenville Toyota, and suddenly. Time of year. All right, let's do today's
0: pirate report. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's pirate report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 943 the game made
1: official today, reported last week by stadium Mike Swartz has started to build his first staff. He's hired Jake Morton and Riley Davis as assistant coaches and Jesse Higdon as the director of operations. Uh, Morton was at Jacksonville State previously. And Davis was at UT Arlington. Higdon worked in various capacities at the University of Tennessee. Uh, Pirate, uh, second scrimmage of the spring this weekend. The spring game, of course, coming up on Saturday. And uh, Holton Aylers, 97-yard, 21-play drive, like on the opening drive of the game. Peace. Look, uh, pretty good drive. Uh, Holton Aylers talked about the first drive of the scrimmage uh, in the post-scrimmage media availability on Saturday.
7: Yeah, first drive was good. Um, We were backed up, you know, uh, 97 yards ago. We ended up scoring there, so that was a good way to start the day. Um, After that, we had a couple stall outs, and then, like I said, the ones were kind of done after that. But it was a good day. Defense did pretty good today. Probably got the best of the offense. We just got to come back, learn from and get ready for the spring.
1: All right, uh, and then uh, I think the second drive of the game, maybe, it was uh, basically Garcia. They let him on a 75-yard drive. And uh, Pop McKay. Have the night for Pop. Uh, could be Good to see Pop McKay. Anyway, uh, Co- uh, Coach Aylers. Holton Aylers was asked about his health status. This is what he had to say.
7: Yeah, I feel good. Um, they're doing a good job of that. You know I mean? It's my fourth spring where they really. I mean, really could be fifth without COVID, but um, I feel good. I'm ready to go. I mean, I don't need many reps to be ready to go. I mean, I know the offense now. and Just more getting reps with these receivers, these new receivers, and getting the chemistry down. All right, how about the uh,
1: development of Avery Jones at center for ECU? This is Aylers on that.
7: Absolutely. I mean, I think he's more of a vocal leader now, too, in that offensive line. And we got so many guys returning now. I mean, we, we our chemistry and communications way better than it has been in the past during the spring here just because we got so many guys returning we got so many guys that have experience there. So he's doing a really good job of it. Um, he, I mean, he, he could be an NFL guy at center, so he's so quick at – I mean, he can make some blocks that not a lot of people in this country can make. So he's doing really well there.
1: Aylor says this is the best
7: camp he's ever had. Yeah, I would agree so. I mean, anytime you got 18, 19 guys returning, and we really have more than that um, starters. um, I mean, it's big time. And I mean, like I said, a lot of us are in our fifth spring here, so I mean, we're gonna, we know, we know, we've been around it. um, We know how it's gonna be and stuff like that. So, um, just more just getting these young guys, pulling them along. We got a lot of talented young guys that can really help us this year. You know, our goal is to get this team ready uh, for September 3rd and then after that as well. And uh, Holt Naylor's on what he loves about the spring game. Shoot, man. I mean, that's Eastern North Carolina. That's ECU. Uh, you know, the, the pigskin pick out and all that. I mean, it's just it's just a spring game. Seeing the fans back in the stands, man, I mean, it's, it's great. You know, growing up, coming to it, and then playing in it now. I mean, it's that's what ECU's about. So, yeah.
1: And obviously, the running back room, Ben, has been a, uh, a room that has got some talent in it. Running back room. Oh, I haven't heard.
7: Well, this is Holt Naylor's letting you know. Shoot, man. I mean, that's Eastern North Carolina. That's ECU. Uh you know, the the pigs game pick out and all that. I mean, it's just I mean, it's just a spring game. Seeing the fans back in the stands, man, I mean it's it's great. You know, growing up coming to it and then playing in it now. I mean it's that's what ECU's about. So yeah. So nice we heard it twice. Was that a mislabeled cut?
2: Yeah, either way, he said Rajay's good. Rajay Keaton good.
1: Intern Dom never mislabeled a cut. Just so no, you. that was me. That was me actually. Oh. Yep. So we have the right cut?
2: No. Oh, okay. I just screwed it up. Yeah. Oh, you messed that up. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I'm so right. disappointed.
1: I'm a little disappointed myself. All right. Uh, this is Holt Naylor's on. Uh, who has stood out as far as the running back so far? Oh, receivers. I'm sorry. Who has stood out for? That? I was getting s- some notes from the always anonymous text line. Um,
7: the wide receivers who have stood out so far. Yes. Yeah, I think Kerry King's had a really good um, offseason, really good spring. Jazai's always going to be Josh Murphy, um, Taji Hudson, Tyler Savage kind of slot, mixing in and out. I mean, those guys have all done really well. Um, They just continue to work hard. I mean, their hard work has really been refreshing um, for me and and kind of re-energized me. Because, I mean, I could go out there with Snead right now and we'd have perfect timing just from the reps that we've had. It's made me work a little bit harder. Um, with those guys, and, and they're, they've bought into it. I mean, they're all hard work, and they're good guys, and the chemistry's there. They support each other. So it's been fun for me to work with them. Um, I'm excited to see them go this fall.
1: All right, and we have uh, Coach Houston here. What he took, uh, what he's pleased with about the scrimmage. Cut 10. Well, I mean, I, I think the opening
3: drive, uh, you know, we started on the three-yard line, and uh, opening drive, you know, First offense went down 97 yards and scored. Now, I'm not real happy about that defensively, okay, but just the execution of the offensive line. I thought, you know, Holton looked very, very good again today. Uh, you know, both of the running backs look very, very good again today. So, you know, pleased with that. Um, you know, I think as, as you're going throughout the scrimmage, I think we're going to see lots of positives. I think you're going to see some stuff I'm kind of ticked about. You know, probably going to get after the defense pretty good because, you know, I, I just think I thought they allowed the offense to drive the ball. You know, the ones allowed them to drive the ball too too much today. Uh, but uh, that's, you know, like I said, you you, you, leave, you leave here at one, one side of the ball's ticked off, the other side of the ball's happy. So I'm going to be an offensive coach today. And what are the plans, coach, for the spring game? Well, we're probably going to split up offense defense. Uh, I'm going to talk to the leadership council about it and just my thoughts there. Um, There's there's a couple of positions where I just worry a little bit about the depth. Uh, You know, we have tremendous depth in some positions. Uh, There's other positions where, you know, the depth will be here in May or June. Uh, you know, who get the rest of our team here? So, probably be offense versus defense uh, scoring system that you guys will you know have to you know I'll, I'll give it to you early so you can study it get a so, you can, so you can understand it. But uh, you know, I, I want to put something. Want to be a, a competition, so we want to put something on the line for the kids to play for, uh, and just really, I'm excited about the pigskin pig out. I think we've got uh, 27 teams so far for the uh, barbecue deal the night before so I'm excited to see the hogs come in and I'm excited about the, all the all the activities around the spring game next week uh, but I'm just uh, I'm, I'm ready to see fans back in daddy ficklin and, and see pirate nation come back together again next Saturday
1: and coach Houston on Mason Garcia
3: oh absolutely I mean a big kid that can run like he can uh, I thought, you know, shows athleticism doing those. Um, you know, I think there uh, are going to be some things where, you know, he's, some great learning reps that he had today uh, that he can grow from. Uh, he had a great scrimmage last Saturday, I thought, you know, a couple of times. And it could, be, it could be something somebody else is doing or whatever, but I thought a couple of times, you know, maybe a little bit better decisions would have been good today. But uh, certainly the ability to pull, pull the ball down and run is a strength of his.
1: All right. Uh, really, all we have time for today, we got to get to Gilio Ben, you ready for an update? Uh, this is uh, it. Ben Byram with a ninety-four-three the game sports update. We will preview. We will recap some Duke. You would see. We'll also preview uh, what's going on uh, with uh, national championship game tonight. The thoughts that uh, he has in just a bit. But right now, Ben Byram with a ninety-four-three the game sports flash update. Ben. <laughs>
2: Thanks Patrick. Let's take a look at what's happening around Pirate Nation. We start with Pirate Baseball as they took two out of three games from Cincinnati in their series over the weekend. The Pirates and a barn burner defeated the Bearcats just today 12-10. They were set to be back in action tomorrow as they were set to take on Old Dominion at Clark Flair Stadium at 6.30. That game has been moved back to Wednesday at the same start time. Live play-by-play and pregame coverage begins that day right here. On the flagship station, the ECU Pirates 94 through the game at 6:15. Some more news from that series is Riley Johnson, the Pirates missed the rest of the year due to season-ending shoulder surgery. Meanwhile, ECU football have their spring practices over the weekend. Our guys caught up with Coach Houston with his thoughts. On what position group stood out the most so far?
3: I think our offensive line. I mean, I think that's anybody that watches this practice. That's probably the first thing they say is just. You know how much improved the O line looks. Uh, so, uh, really pleased with that. Now, I want to see him have a great week this week.
2: And from EC basketball, Michael Schwartz has officially put together his coaching staff. He hires Jake Morton and Riley Davis as assistant coaches, and Jesse Hickman as his director of basketball operations. Speaking of college basketball, a huge game tonight is the UNC Tar Heels battle the Kansas Jayhawks in a game deemed the Roy Williams Bowl for the national championship. Tip-off for that game is set for 9:20. The injury report has Brady Manick as a game-time decision for the Heels. Is, Baycott is determined to be a full go. As for the Jayhawks, they'll be without Dillian Wilhite. South Granville's Bobby Pettiford will also be out in Cam Martin, while Joseph Yusuf, Yusufu is labeled as a game-time decision. The odds out of Vegas have Kansas favored by four points. The over-under at 152 points. From the NFL, the Eagles have agreed to trade two of their first-round picks in the upcoming draft in exchange for a first this year and a third-round pick next year with the Saints. Veteran running back Frank Gore signs a one-day contract to retire at the 49. He currently stands as the third all-time leading rusher with 16,000 yards. The Patriots acquire receiver Devontae Parker in a trade of Miami. Pro Bowl linebacker Bobby Wagner reaches a five-year deal worth $50 million with the Rams. And wrapping it up for the NBA, Ben Simmons will be out for the rest of the regular season, as well as the play-in games for the Nets, as he's still dealing with a herniated disc. Let's to into it for 94 through the Game Sports Update. I'm Ben Byrne. Coming on on the other side, this a quick timeout. 99.9 The Fans' Joe Giglio. Of the National championship game tonight, all that and much more on the other side. Of this quick time out.
0: Dan Patrick mornings and gold middays. Patrick Johnson on the way home. The best sports talk lineup in the Pirate Nation is heard right here. All right, let's go. 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the EZU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. Woo-hoo! More of the Patrick Johnson show is coming up.
5: Country Mart stores of Pitt County are locally owned and part of your community. At Country Mart, they offer that great shell gasoline with shell rewards that save you money at the pump. And these days, that's really important. And don't forget Smitty's Restaurant at the Highway 11 store with great lunch specials daily and Pat's desserts that will be the best you've ever had. The Stokes location also offers hot food. Country Mart with two locations, Highway 11 between Greenville and Bethel and Highway 903 in Stokes.
6: Before I was adopted, I felt like nobody wanted me. I felt like my life was already over.
5: At a certain age, they don't want you. You're troubled and stuff. Even if I wanted to be adopted, who would adopt a 17-year-old?
2: Inside, I knew, like, I'm not a
4: troubled kid. I know what I'm in for, why I'm here.
5: My biggest fear was that I would
3: age out and not know how to be sufficient on my own.
7: I had nightmares every single day at my birth mom's house. It was just really scary for me living there.
0: I was scared, I was lost, and I felt hopeless.
6: I felt like, don't I deserve to feel happy and loved?
5: I just wish I'd gotten adopted sooner.
6: Unfortunately, the number of children waiting to be adopted from foster care is on the rise. The Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption is the only public nonprofit charity in the US focused exclusively on foster care adoption. You can help. Go to DaveThomasFoundation.org to learn more.
5: Whether it's hunting or fishing, Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop just outside of Greenville has got you covered. Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop carries all your turkey hunting supplies, including shotguns by Benelli, Stoker, Franchi, and Mossberg. They have a full line of TSS, Longbeard, and Mag Bland ammos, Avian X, and Dave Smith decoys, custom turkey calls such as David Halloran and Eddie Wynn game calls, and a great selection of turkey vests, seats, and blinds. For you fishermen, Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop also has what you need. They carry one of the largest inventories of rods, reels, and fishing tackle in the area for fresh and saltwater fishing. Everything you need for a successful hunt or a great day on the water can be found at Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop. So why go anywhere else? Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop is just outside of Greenville on Marine Drive and open Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 5.30 and Saturday, 8.30 to 12.30
6: starting OMG. Hey, it's been forever. I'm so ready to see North Carolina and turn right in 52 miles onto the Blue Ridge Parkway for epic views. Then continue ahead on Highway 12 and hit the beach and take exit 33 for a city excursion with museums, games, concerts. Sorry, I'm just so excited.
5: Everyone could use some adventure. Get back to a better place at visitnc.com. Sponsored by the NC Association of Broadcasters and Visit NC a part of the Economic Development Partnership of North Carolina in cooperation with this station
0: happy hours are always a swashbuckling good time with the p-man happy hour for me never starts till after five me either and this is only number three let's get back to the patrick johnson show here on 94.3 the game the flagship station of the ecu pirates you your all the years
1: he is Joe Giglio, uh, SportsFan.com, big radio host in the afternoons of the Triangle on 99.9 The Fan. The OG with Joe Ovius, the great Joe Giglio, our dear friend joins us uh, here just back from New Orleans where he was cranking out the hashtag content for, uh, for a, a truly landmark and noteworthy Final Four in a lot of ways. Uh, Joe, how's it going?
4: great patrick appreciate you having me on I, always
1: I well always. you're you're too kind to join us i know it's, it's been a busy time all right uh we'll just start very simply with uh uh the game that was saturday uh duke unc a lot of takes a lot of thoughts uh great game give me your uh, thoughts on it as you watched it live and then the immediate aftermath
4: i actually thought of sydney Lowe, and you got to make shots and the old NC State coach would always say that, man. And I thought the difference in the game was Caleb Love and his ability at the end of the game and in the second half in particular to make the shots that Carolina needed. I think Duke, uh, outscored by 15 points from the three point line, could not make the shots that they had to have. And, you know, one of the things we all wanted to see as the year progressed was would Paolo Bancaro who we all expect to be, you know, one of the the first three players taken in the NBA draft, would he really emerge as that, you know, bus driver, as the guy who wouldn't let his team lose? And if I'm not mistaken, he didn't have a field goal over the last seven minutes of that game. And on on the flip side of that, of course, Caleb Love scored all of and scored all of the big points, made all the big shots that Carolina needed. And, you know, absolutely, absolutely, you got to make shots. Carolina did, Duke did not. And now Carolina is uh one of the last two teams standing.
1: I think not to make this a Duke thing necessarily, but I think with Bancaro, uh he reverted back to maybe being a little too passive where he had not been to that point in the tournament. So that that's just my two cents on the Bancaro. The fabulous player, and when he's aggressive, uh, very, very good. Very I mean yeah. nearly unstoppable he, when he's
4: aggressive. He seemed to struggle with when the the team needed him mm-hmm. and an understanding when he needed to be that guy. Right. And I just think, you know, he shrunk in the biggest moment. And unfortunately for him, uh, and it's all relative, of course, he's going to be a bazillionaire here soon. Right. But unfortunately for him, he only gets one crack at this. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, it's a make or miss game and Carolina made and, and Duke missed.
1: Now with that said, uh, Manic who Tar Heel fans are just, gushing over wasn't particularly great Now he hit a couple of big threes in the second half Caleb loves the guy who's impressed me for them during this run he's obviously sensational uh, I thought on the whole the UNC guards outplayed the Duke guards uh on on Saturday night uh Baycott is just a workhorse and uh even if you're uh, a, a, a true ABCer you have to respect his his game so they're going into this matchup today. Well, let me let's ask you this, Joe. What what was the switch that flipped for them in the last month in your mind?
4: I think it was confidence wise, Patrick. Uh, you go back to the win in Cameron and even going into that game, just the confidence that they knew um, to feed off of that game as well. But also defensively, you know, early in the season, they lose to Purdue, they lose to Tennessee. They, they lost in such a way that they were giving up too many points. Even the Duke lost at. The Smith Center, they played poorly on the defensive end, and I think they finally clicked for them. You don't need to be Virginia. You don't need to be Texas Tech on the defensive end, but you have to get stops when you you need them. And uh, the most impressive thing to me, Patrick, was they beat UCLA at at UCLA's own game, Mm -hmm. which is on the defensive side, and then they beat Duke at their own game, which was outscoring Duke. So. Uh, could not be more impressed with what Carolina has done over the last, you know, six weeks of this season.
1: We'll get into the matchup with Kansas in just a bit, but I want I want to go back to a couple of things here. You had uh, a video sort of vignette that you do for the digital side of WREL Sports Fan uh, that uh, aptly titled "Cup of Joe" that you put out there uh, that you know this might actually be a good thing in a way for for Duke. That is, there are some interesting takes on that that I don't think have been intelligently discussed enough. Uh, But one of them being, and Duke certainly could have found themselves in this position tonight, uh, and Duke certainly could have won a national championship quite possibly. Obviously didn't. But had Krzyzewski done that in his final year, boy, that adds a ton more pressure to John Shire next year. So how do you see Duke bouncing back under Shire with uh, with next season's edition, he's gonna have a ton of talent. Quite obviously,
4: yeah, they're always gonna have talent, Patrick, and and, and that's both a blessing and a challenge because, like we talked about with Van Caro, like you, you have to understand right from the jump that this is your only shot, and you have to understand the consequences of when you don't make the most of the one shot that you have. Uh, I, I like John Shire. I like him a lot, actually. Um, I was really impressed in the Wake Forest games. And I'm going to tie this back to you, Rick Davis, actually. Uh, I think John Shire, in the limited exposure we have to him as a head coach, he doesn't try to be Mike Krzyzewski. He, and, you know, it's, it's a fool's errand to try to emulate Mike Krzyzewski. Um It's kind of like parenting now. You know, our parents probably use an iron fist with us. Most of them right? Did, uh, the yeah. boomer generation. But, you know, our age is more of, well, you got to – you got to hug them up a little bit. You got to love them up a little bit. They have to quote Ralph McNeil. Um, and I think Shire at 34 has a, probably a better understanding of, of what younger players, what will motivate younger players. But I also think if there's a value in being yourself, and I think that's what Hubert Davis did this year. He didn't try to be Roy Williams. Dontre Styles, you know, would, would have played 12, 15 minutes a game under Roy Williams. He barely played. Um, you know, that, that, the, the smaller bench and just really just riding their best players the way that he did and, and tweaking the offense, quite frankly. Uh, one of my favorite Roy Williams stories, and I wrote this when he retired, uh, I asked him one time, why don't you run Horns, which is a popular set that uh, actually the, the Spanish national team uh, made popular. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he goes, because everyone else does. And I'm not going to do what everyone else does. And sure enough, this year, one of the first things you see Carolina do is run a, a couple of right. different horns for Caleb Love and, and R.J. Davis. And I just kind of laughed at that in a, a chuckle almost, right, of how stubborn Roy was and how very specific, in the very specific way that he wanted to win and believe that you could win. Um, you look at this Carolina team, you get a Brady Manic who quite frankly looks like one of the stretch fours that Mike Shevsky won a bunch of titles with. So you know, different strokes for different folks. And I think Ebert Davis has shown it's okay to be, it's okay to fail on your own. And I hope, I hope John Shire has that same mentality next season when, you know, it's never really been done before, Patrick, where the guy who follows the guy has had success. I've, I've been over this a million different ways and times. The closest that I can come to is Bill Cowher following Chuck Noel with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, but but we're, they
1: we're seeing it kind of play know. out right now though.
4: Yeah. Yeah. With Hubert. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. You're right.
1: So, I mean, that's, uh, I, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I think different times. I think Shire was so involved. You talked about Hubert Davis here, So that'll lead me to not asking necessarily about him individually, but, but going to this, cause you've been at this a long time. You've been at this in the triangle for a long time. Is, is the K reputation tarnished at all by losing to UNC in the final four? I mean, I, no. I, I think it's just intellectually silly, to say, well, this this does it for the rivalry. There no more bragging rights. Yeah. Hogwash. No, hogwash.
4: I, I agree. K's legacy is that of someone who's won more games than anyone who's ever coached in men's college basketball. He's won five national titles, thirteen final fours, and I will argue with John Wooden family and anyone else from UCLA (laughs) that while John Wooden won 10 national titles, he won them at a time when the tournament field was either 32 teams or 40 teams. Multiple teams from the same conference were not allowed in the tournament. And not only that, the the, the bracket was regionalized, so the fact that he only could play West Coast teams in the West Regional, they didn't change the rules on regionals until the field expanded in the 80s. So literally, if there were 10 good basketball teams during the tenure in the 60s when john wood was running roughshod if there were 10 good teams patrick nine of them were on the east yeah <laughs> and one of them who happened to be the best no doubt was on the west but he only had to play one of the other nine good teams well, and, on an annual basis
1: right. there were a, a lot of good usc teams during that time that sure never got to the tournament sure. yeah
4: exactly so to me, Mike Shefsky on a 13 Final Fours is the most impressive thing anyone's ever done in college basketball. Um, I, I said today and said yesterday, losing that game on Saturday was a failure. I don't see any other way to paint that. Um, but that is not the entirety of his legacy. Yeah. Um, I also think he miscalculated this season that his players could handle this farewell tour. I think he absolutely miscalculated that but he did it for the reason to set shire up for success next year and moving forward so i don't think we can ultimately i don't think we can ultimately judge that decision until we see what john shire becomes
1: right the great joe gillio WREL sports fan 999 the fan hosts the afternoon show there uh, good enough to take some time with us here i want to wedge in here a quick nc state question because there's the one program despite how well everything might be going with NC State Athletics on the whole, the legacy program is basketball. It's got two national championship banners. Uh, it has tremendous tradition. And you start this Final Four weekend with five guys, including Manny Bates, entering the portal. If you're an NC State fan, this is this has been a horrific weekend. Because you had two in yeah. UNC in the Final Four. You have, uh, you know, five guys leave, Well, seven guys leaving with a couple declaring for the NBA, including... Uh, the kid from right here, Terquavion Smith. So uh, right now, boy, it seems like Boo corgan has got a lot of decisions he has to make, Joe. Yeah, it's going to be tough
4: for Kevin Keats to pull this thing out of the fire. Um, I think he's going about it the right way. I think hiring Levi Watkins was a smart move. Um, but, you know, he's going to have to go into the portal and hope he, hope he can win that transfer roulette. Um, it's a big challenge. And uh, he understands that. I think NC State fans are mad at a level that I really haven't seen since Herb Sendek, yeah, uh, kind of squandered some of his opportunities at the end of his tenure. Um, but kind of—I've been working on this notion that I believe in. Uh, for, uh, forces uh, I believe in the, the push and pull of the universe if you will Right. and if something good can happen to North Carolina it will uh, and a lot of the fans were mad that I put that on Twitter oh we're not lucky we're not this we're not that I'm not saying you're lucky I'm saying if something good can happen for you right it will and it does and right. invariably it always works out for Carolina and then you think about NC State if if Carolina is the pull that NC State is the push. And nothing good since 1983 has ever happened for NC State. It's just it's unbelievable to think about that Elliott Avent was at the NCAA tournament, one win away from playing for the national championship, had 20 players who never tested positive for COVID yet were sent home. And just that would never in eight bazillion years happen to Carolina. (laughs) But it happened to State and i'm sorry that people can't accept some broad right. ranging thoughts on the two schools but that's the truth if something good can happen for carolina it will If something bad can happen for state it will well and again look so, no those further are just the life forces that i believe in
1: look no further than last weekend i mean that state has a team that probably could have gotten to the final game they have to play a road game in right. in the regional right. final Against a right. really good team, I mean, that's just that's a tough draw. And again, yeah, it was <laughs> kind of. And they play that's the
4: best I've seen Westmore's team ever play. Well, oh, they played great. That's the crazy they thing. They should have won. It. They They, they deserved such an unbelievable to, yeah,
1: game. They deserved to win. They played great. They made yeah. plays, but it's just it's hard hard to win in that building. Um, I know. All right, tonight, who you got? Why?
4: I got the heels.
1: Oh, uh, Joe! I liked you before. No, I, I really liked I, you I, before I, this. Go ahead. I, I've had the heels uh, basically um, since
4: Baylor, just because it just their guards have been phenomenal, and I include Brainy Manic in that uh, equation. And that's what this tournament is, and they're they're kind of a perfectly constructed team if you think about it. Um, they could probably use one more big as a substitute, but. You have Manic Davis, and Love, who can all shoot just the eyes out of the basketball. You have Baycott, who's a machine, who doesn't need anything run for him and just gets makes play after play after play. His, his rebound and save against UCLA uh, saved one, was one of the plays that saved their tournament. And then you have Leaky Black, who is a tremendous defender, self-esteem player, uh, just a perfect – it's like a perfect set of five, if you will. Manick did not play well on Saturday night. I think he probably has, as we saw him against the other Big 12 team this season, Baylor, I think you'll see him have another big game tonight. I think Caleb Love will have another big game tonight. I just think, I think it is faded that the Heels, <laughs> Hubert Davis, New Orleans, where Dean Smith won his two national titles, um, I just think, Kansas has lost both of their trips in New Orleans in 12 and 03. Uh Um, So that's what it is. That's what I got.
1: Okay. Kansas is pretty good, Joe. I'm just saying. They are. And then, you know, here's the other thing for Kansas. The last time they got banned
4: uh, in trouble with the NCAA and got banned from the NCAA tournament, they won the title the year before. And I do believe Kansas is going to be banned from the 2023 NCAA tournament for problems they've had under Bill Self. So that wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, But – I just think, Carolina's guards. If you good. hey Joe, thanks a lot. Of course, Patrick. Anytime for you.
1: There he is, the great Joe Gilio, ninety the fan, my favorite Joe of the OG, and uh, I agree. WrelSportsFan We love Gilio. Obvious is fine, but we really like Gilio a lot. Uh,
2: who? All right, so he's he's going with the heels tonight. Who are you going with? Their closet Tar Heel fan. I, I got to go with the Heels just because they can get anybody going. It could be Caleb Love, Brandy Manick, uh, yeah. Baytot, right. any of those guys.
1: All right, Intern Dom is here today. Intern Dom, who are you picking? Whoa! See, I told Intern Dom this was, uh, this was not high cotton. Intern Dom, who do you have tonight in the
5: game? 100% Carolina. Is I'm, that right? I'm not a closeted Tar Heels fan. I'm ah, straight-up Tar You're heels the straight-up Tar
1: Heels fan? I liked you a lot. I liked you and Julio and Ben a lot until the last uh, three or four minutes of this whole entire thing. I just i I woke up this morning with a bad feeling
2: about this. It's going to be the heels, but I really do kind of like Kansas right now. I'm not going to lie. I, hey, I, they got the better coach. I think we can all agree on that. Even though Hubert's done a good job, no, Hubert Davis yeah. has done
1: a great job. The the UNC's been one of the best teams, obviously, the last month. But I think uh, I think Self's got a little chip on his shoulder.
2: Kansas is more well rounded too. I think, and
1: I think Kansas has better players that are a lot more versatile than Duke's
2: players, to be quite honest with you.
1: And they are a better team, in my opinion, than Baylor. I know Baylor is the number one seed, but I think Kansas is a better team than Baylor.
2: You've got to also factor in that how spent is UNC after that Duke game? I mean, there's a lot of emotions going into that. It was a very physical, you know, tight game. You know, they could have probably uh, unfolded all their cards, put all their chips in and cashed in on that game and kind of be a little bit spent coming here against Kansas. You have, you have overlooked one thing. The okay. great John
1: Feinstein, f- friend of the show. It's the Carolina P Factor because they're lucky as P I. You know the rest. Okay, all right. Carolina P Factor. All right, uh, Ben. You like a good party, don't you? You kind of had a, a couple viewing parties this weekend, right?
2: Yes, sir. Yes, you like sir. a good
1: Dom. Do you like a good party? Are you a party guy?
2: Yeah. He's not. He said yes.
1: Ah, I like it. I like it. All right. Well, we got our spring kickoff party coming up. Wildwood Park. It is uh, coming up a couple weeks, actually, from uh, Friday. It'll be Friday, April 22nd. They'll have food trucks. They'll have a beer garden, live music with the main event band. And it is sponsored by Phelps Chevrolet, Eastern Radiologists, Victra, and Advanced Mechanical Heating and Airs. the spring kickoff party at Wildwood Park on Friday the 22nd. Again, brought to you by Phelps Chevrolet, Eastern Radiologist, Victra and Advanced Advanced Mechanical, Heating and Air. If you want to hear the Inside the ECU Clubhouse podcast with Coach Godwin, well, you'll have to go to 94.3thegame.com to check it out. We uh, are up against it here today. So thanks to Joe Giglio, Intern Dom, also Ben Byram. Back tomorrow, 5 o'clock, we'll check in on what's going on with uh, Augusta National. That is uh, tomorrow. We'll check in with our guy Brian Moles covering uh, that down there, the uh, Masters this uh, weekend. Ask him about HV3's participation in the Masters, a tradition unlike any other. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, five o'clock, Patrick Johnson Show. Talk to you then.
0: Atavola in Greenville is your local marketplace. Atavola offers diverse menu selections, casual lunches, and family meals ready to go. At Atavola, they specialize in the creative use of fresh ingredients, seasonal menu selections, and fun culinary creations from the kitchen that will satisfy even the pickiest taste buds. Treat yourself to lunch or dinner today at Atavola and make sure to join them the second Wednesday of every month for their free wine tastings. Atavola, Red Banks Road in Greenville.
7: I'm Gray Fussell. I'm a fourth generation winemaker at Duplin Winery and a proud alumnus of ECU. I'd love for you to visit with us in Rose Hill or North Myrtle Beach or look for our delicious fruity wines in your favorite store or on our website. As always, thank you for your support. And now that I work full time with my dad, I understand why mom enjoys a glass of our Hatteras Red every night. Thanks for drinking Duplin and Go Pirates.
5: Need to ensure
4: a boat in each eight-